The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. What's one really big dream that you have? In Episode 7, join us in the arena as we speak with Jeff Becker, LinkedIn employee and entrepreneur. Hey listeners, welcome to In the Arena. I'm Jackie Goldberg. And I'm Leah Smart. And today we're going to be speaking with Jeff uh, about his journey around side hustling. So first what I want to do is introduce what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, Really for us, this is about trying to explore people's recipes for fulfillment. So we talk a lot on the show about authenticity, fulfillment, and all these different things. Um, One of the uh, awesome kind of ideas that came up for us was understanding how people achieve whatever fulfillment means for them. Um, And it can mean many different things. So one of the forms it takes is doing something on the side that you're passionate about, that you find purpose in, um, and keeping your day job, right? So we're really excited to explore that with Jeff, um, understand a little bit more about his journey, and hopefully inspire you guys to do something that you've always wanted to do as well. And I think it'd be great to hear from Jeff himself um, a little bit about who you are. Tell us in a few minutes kind of why we are interviewing you today. Great. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be in the arena. We're excited to have you here. (laughs) We're in the arena. This is big time. Well, a quick background on who I am. I work here at LinkedIn. I've been here for seven years. In that same time, I've started two companies. And I'm here today to talk a little bit about what it takes to do both simultaneously, the advantages of that, the challenges of that. And hopefully the listeners will appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited to talk with you guys today. Awesome. Yeah, we are super excited to have you and can't wait to get into that. But before we do that, we have some fun, we're going to say speed dating questions, the three of us right Uh here. Um, Some questions just to get to know you a little bit better. All right. Are you cool with that? Sure thing. Awesome. So number one. What thing would you put on your bucket list? I think I would love to see 25 countries. Cool. All right. Where are you at now? Do you have any idea? Maybe 10. All right. 15 to go. I think once you get beyond 10 or 15, it starts to get really interesting. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what that's like. Cool. Okay. 25 countries. So we got travel. Um, Next one is what's a weird quirk you have? Tell us the truth. A weird quirk. (laughs) Vulnerable moments in the arena with Jeff. (laughs) This is what we do. Um, A weird quirk. Uh, I do like things in order in my house. I think if you come into my house, it looks overly neat. Um, I don't know if that's a little bit OCD of me, but um, that's definitely a quirk. People tell me it's weird that, you know, my channel changer is parallel to the other things on my table at all times. (laughs) I, I will add that I've never heard it called a channel changer. Like oh, the remote control? Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I'm also envisioning you, like, lining it up perfectly. Yeah. I do that with a lot of my things. <laughs> at my desk, at home, everywhere. Great. Keep it clean. All right, next question. What's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? Aside from hitting the snooze button, uh, I generally will meditate. I do that for about 15 minutes in the morning. Um, and then I'll hit the gym before work. Nice. And uh, this is a fun one. So if you got a fortune cookie, what would you want the fortune to say? (laughs) Um, I don't have a good answer to that, I don't think. But I did once get a fortune cookie that uh, I opened it up in front of my family. And it said, be cautious while walking alone in the dark. 
And I thought that was a pretty dark uh, fortune cookie. <laughs> I didn't expect at all. <laughs> and also a fair point. Fair point. I yeah. should be cautious. You should be cautious. Word, uh, wise words. Good advice. <laughs> all right. And final speed dating question. What was your AOL screen name? My AOL screen name. Let's be embarrassing today. Um, it was Lil Beck Jr. Okay. Uh, my older brother, I was always called Lil Bex as a kid. So I made that my screen name. And I just want to like clarify, this was L-I-L, not L-I-L. Little. Okay. Yeah, of course. Remember. You were cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like Lil Bow Wow time. Now, yeah. Of course. Lil Bow Wow is huge. Lil Beck Jr. And do we have the okay to start calling you that? Please don't. But <laughs> you two can do, uh, you guys can have that pass. Awesome. Well, thank you for breaking the ice with us, being a little vulnerable, um, but would love to dive in and, and learn a little bit more about your company. So I think we're really interested in, you know, you shared that you started two companies in the seven years that you've been here at LinkedIn. What kind of got you to that point of wanting to start your own company? Mm. I appreciate the question. I, as a kid, was always inventing things. You know, we were, my brother and I would make websites as kids. We would uh, invent uh, knickknacks. And uh, when I graduated college, I became a copier salesman, which couldn't be further from uh, doing your own thing and <laughs> starting your own company. But um, I'd always struggled with the, the challenge of keeping my earbuds in when I was working out and when I was running. And it was something that I always wanted to fix. And I had an opportunity to do that. I was bouncing ideas off uh, with a friend. And, you know, at the time, I think actually, if I rewind, it's become a lot more accessible to start companies today. When you think about all the platforms that exist and you think about the access to um, supply chain. So it really, over the course of time, became a lot easier to do these things. And so having friends you can bounce ideas off of, people that are willing to help you see the path to start something, that was super helpful. It was always a dream I had, but I think getting into a job where I wasn't really fulfilled or, or passionate about it, it made me want to create space for something that I was, and that was starting a company. Cool. And tell us, what's your company? Uh, the company that I started first was called Earhooks. Um, we make a silicone attachment for earbuds in addition to selling things like headphones, speakers, charging banks, um, all kinds of good stuff on our website. Amazing. And you said there's a second one, so tell us that one too. There's a second one. Uh, two years ago, I started a consulting company called Venturistic. And not only do we advise companies and founders, uh, specifically tech founders who may not be uh, aware of go-to-market strategy and sales strategies, um, but we also invest in companies. And I recently launched an app called Chipper, which is a gratitude journal on the App Store. Nice. And we're so excited to like actually explore more of this with Jeff. I think a lot of times when you hear about people doing this stuff, like for me in the past, I've been like, that's impossible. How do you get to that point of running three different companies, starting an app, also having a job? It feels scary. And so I think that's why for me, like I, I haven't done something like this before. And so I'm excited to make this feel really accessible for our listeners, for me and Jackie, like we're here to learn. And so um, so looking forward to that. Um, so I'd love to know, Jeff, you know, when we were thinking about this, it's we talk a lot about like, you know, the fulfillment piece and the authenticity piece and all of this. But I really want to know what is the experience like for you to actually build something from literally, like you said, just bouncing ideas off to actually having a real product and business that's thriving? Well, I think you touched on the first part, which is that it's scary and, you know, it takes a lot of confidence to get into doing your own thing. 
I think that's that's a must, though. You absolutely have to have confidence in yourself and in your ideas, and you've got to get people around you who are energized by that and put their energy in the direction of a good idea. Mm-hmm. You talk about like inspired employees or inspired people in your networks. Um, when you network with people who you aspire to be like, you become more like them. So I think that's the first thing um, is gaining that confidence because the confidence will lead to action. Action leads to reaction and sort of snowballs into this sort of what I call like a perpetual pursuit. Um, I would liken that to inertia, like an object at rest stays at rest, an object in motion stays in motion. And so, you know, adventuristic specifically, we think about how do we get people and their ideas in motion? How do we get them to take that first step? Um, And so one is confidence, two is really taking that first step. And as you do that, um, I find that good ideas create gravity and they start to perpetuate. And so um, you got to get out there and you got to hustle and you've got to talk to folks. And I think that will start to help you understand what do I have to do next? What's the next hurdle or challenge that I tackle? And it's one step at a time, you know. Well, something you brought up that I want to double click on um, is around double click on um, work mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> um, so what, what I was thinking about is the fact that most people probably think like I thought this for a long time. Ideas have to be these like wild, amazing ideas. But mm-hmm. what you realize at the core is most amazing ideas that people have for companies or businesses are the simplest ideas. And they're a problem that that person has that they want to solve. So like, I don't know what your process was or if you had a process, if it was just like, I keep putting my headphones and they keep falling out or if you had a list running of all the problems you had. But, yeah. like, where does this come for you? Well, I've always uh, shared ideas with people, and specifically people that I find that are actually uh, honest with me because they'll give me real feedback. And so I would say 95% of the ideas are terrible, right? They don't make it anywhere. Um, this idea was not the first idea. Your hooks was not the first, I should say. Um, but when I shared it with another person who had the same problem and who knew sort of what it would take to get a prototype made, we decided, okay, that's the first step. It's cheap. It's easy. Let's do that and see if people want it. Uh, And let's take that step. And we took those steps. Um, I'll talk a little bit about this, but one of the, um, one of the best moments, frankly, of my life was getting that first prototype. I think that, you know, not being able to listen to music when you're running or working out, um, it really is an interesting thing. I mean, I, you know, two decades of my life, I was just working out without music, or I was just like not <laughs> listening to it on my commute. It was basically something that you got in the car. And so, you know, putting that prototype in, while comically bad product, our first prototype, um, it was just an amazing experience. It was like listening to music for the first time. Wow. And so I, I remember that moment. It's really a special one for me. And when we posted it out online and we started our Indiegogo campaign, we got a similar reaction from people that they needed a solution like that. And so that sort of positive feedback mm-hmm. helped us to kind of continue that pursuit. And, you know, I'll tell the listeners that, you know, I didn't know what I was doing on day one. I don't know if anyone really knows what they're doing, but you solve one problem at a time. You know, how do we get the prototype? How do we get in front of people? How do we sell it? How do we build a website? And so we were um, problem solving. Love it. I love it. So beautiful. And I love what you said about um, the inertia and like that example there, because I think like 99% of the world will consider themselves as having an amazing idea. But it's the 1% that actually goes and, and does something about it. I think I'm most interested, and I'm, I admire you, for starting companies while having a full-time job at LinkedIn and like growing in your career drastically here. Like You've really grown over the past seven years. How did you find that balance? How did you make the balance for it? Any advice you can give our listeners who are thinking about starting a side hustle but are concerned about time? We talk a lot about time on this podcast. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I tell people that I have endless bandwidth for important things. 
And I find the time for the things that are important. And the things that are not tend to fall by the wayside. You know, if you find that it is important to you, that you're passionate about it, it becomes easy to spend time on and to make time for it. In particular, when I think about how this journey happened, um, I always wanted to start a company. And so when I first started at LinkedIn, you know, I was, you know, working nine to five, but I was also, you know, working from five to 11, thinking about how can we make a website? How can we get a prototype? How can we find a supplier? Um, you know, the branding, the logos, the legal, like there's a lot of things that go into starting a company, but I think we're all, and you know, Steve Jobs has this great video where he talks about how, you know, you had this realization that the world around us was created by people just like us, no smarter mm-hmm. than us or, you know, not much different than us. And if you poke the world, you know, something can change. And so I think when you take those steps and you start to problem solve against an idea you have, you do see the world change a little bit. And that gives you confidence and that confidence leads to more actions. And so, again, that's like the inertia we talked about. Um, and I, you know, I think that when you have things that are important to you, other things will fall by the wayside. And so it's not about making time. It's about finding things that you're passionate about or that you're excited to spend time on because those are the things I find make it into my schedule. I think that's such an incredible point. Like I, I know times when things are not important to me and I don't do them. And then when something becomes so deeply like ingrained in you or important to you, I mean, even think about this podcast, like mm-hmm. we do this on our off time and it's because it's so important to us. We're thinking about it all the time. So it's kind of like also being in flow, right? Like when you're in flow with the things that really make sense for you mm-hmm. or like get you fired up or, you know, lit up. And a lot of go. what we've spoken about already in which we go back to is knowing what that is mm-hmm. and like really being in touch to know what fuels that fire inside you and being connected to that and staying connected to that. So, yeah. you know, we talk about knowing what those commitments are and staying committed to those commitments and the external circumstances not getting in the way of those commitments, right? Mm-hmm. And and time is an, a circumstance that we can all use against us or we can use it for us and really manage it that way. Love that. Absolutely. And I'll say, you know, you asked about balancing that with the day job. I think particularly when you're in the business world and you think about starting a company, I found that having work outside of work makes me better at work. Hmm. You know, and talk about the, mm. the balance and the learnings and the perspective that you can bring to your job when you have something going on outside, I found that that is one way to not only build relationships, but to build business acumen and to build credibility. And so as you think about spending time on it, think about the benefits that it has, not just for yourself, but for, you know, your work that you do when you're kind of between the guardrails nine to five and for the people that you spend time with, um, broadening those horizons, whether that's through entrepreneurship or hobbies or, you know, seeing the world, I think that is uh, core to the human experience and being able to add value to those around you. It's incredible. Yeah. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Will AI improve our lives or exterminate the species? What would it take to abolish poverty? Are you eating enough fermented foods? These are some of the questions we've tackled recently on The Next Big Idea. I'm Rufus Griscom, and every week I sit down with the world's leading thinkers for in-depth conversations that will help you live, work, and play smarter. Follow The Next Big Idea wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so I I know with 
all things, right? There are peaks and valleys. Some things are incredible and some things are really crappy. And I think what we also want to make sure we do is expose all of that. So, um, you know, with your permission, I would love to know what's a time that you were feeling like, wow, I made a mistake or I shouldn't be doing this. I should just close down shop and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a good question. I think we hear a lot of those stories that, you know, failure is learning and, you know, entrepreneurship is really incredibly difficult and hard. And I think that is very true for people that go all in and that, you know, basically lever up everything for their passion. Um, For me, LinkedIn and Earhooks and Venturistic, um, with Earhooks and Venturistic being side hustles, um, we've really bootstrapped those and de-risked them in a way. You know, we haven't taken on crazy money or valuations that we couldn't live up to. And I think for that reason, we've left some of those outside pressures outside. Hmm. And so they're very much lifestyle businesses. And, you know, for, I think for that reason, there aren't as many valleys as there are peaks. And I feel very lucky that we've had lots of really cool peaks. You know, we got a chance to be at South by Southwest and to pitch Damon John, um, where you know, he actually awarded us $30,000. That's, awesome. That's amazing. Really cool. That's incredible. Um, and so we've had moments like that, which are just really uh, rewarding and fun. And, I, you know, I think, you know, there are course times that are hard. We've hired people that have not been good fits. We have uh, partnered with distributors or with retailers that have not been good fits. And I think the most important thing really is to act quickly and recognize that in real time. And to our credit, I think we have. And so we've kind of de-risked that. We've, you know, had to let people go. We've had to cut relationships. But uh, all in the pursuit of, you know, making people really enjoy their music. And so I think when you think about decision-making, it's not just about one or two people. It's about the whole audience and all of your customers. Yeah, and your purpose. Absolutely. And staying committed to that. That's right. I'm interested to know where you're playing it safe. And I can give you context around that. Um, in one of our episodes around stepping into our power, yep. we realized, Leah and I, and, and I think it goes for all of us, that um, you know we step outside our comfort zone sometimes. Sometimes we dabble in it. We put a foot in. We get back. Mm-hmm. Um, we step back. And... Um, you know, we're never just fully plunging. But I think, you know, there's a balance, of course. And I'm wondering, in terms of the peaks and valleys that you're seeing, a lot of peaks, are you able to pinpoint areas where you feel like you are playing it safe and you know you're playing it safe? And maybe there's good reason around it, but maybe there's not. And maybe there's there's something there. I guess it's a vulnerable moment in the arena. <laughs> um, welcome. Welcome to the arena. This is it. This is it. I'll say that there have been moments of inflection, these peaks you're talking about, Leah, and any of those moments could have easily been the moment where I said, I'm doing this full steam. Like, I'm going to throw myself off the deep end, and I'm going to lever up everything I've made, all of my time, and I'm going to make this thing you know, enormous and make it my life's work. I don't think I've done that yet, and I haven't found something where I felt like um, that's the sort of commitment I want to give. But I am in search of that. I, found, I have found that people who have really done incredible things, and you read, you know, um, you read books like You Only Have to Be Right Once. <laughs> or you listen to some of these podcasts, like How I Built This, or you know, these, these TED Talks about these amazing entrepreneurs. And the one thing they have in common is that they really are going 150% mm-hmm. um, on their ideas and on their passions. Yeah. So. What I'm hearing you say, too, that I think is important to call out to, to our listeners is also just starting where you are and having self-compassion as you start where you are. So I think a lot of times, particularly in the tech industry, we see so many companies coming forward, you know, getting millions and millions and millions of dollars, if not billions, in funding. 
Um, and that can make this whole idea of starting something on the side or having a business feel very far away. So I'm hearing you sort of with the mix of like start where you are and allow that mm. to be where you are. That can be success for you. And if you have a different vision, like at some point you're going to go after that too. Yeah. And I'm also hearing just a high level of self-awareness and and questioning and asking yourself, is this right? What is next for me? Um, what do I have right now? What do I want? And just being so aware of that, I think, um, I know for myself too, when it comes to passions, I get so overly excited that I just want to invest everything into it. And then I have to take that step back and be like, is this realistic? Does this make sense right now? Um, and I feel like you do a really good job of that, right? Like you are... Um, just aware of, of kind of what you have and where you're going and you're kind of pacing in that direction that's that's right for you. Love I appreciate that. that. So you mentioned how I built this and I love Guy Raz and yep. he always asks a question at the end and not that we're at the end now, but just he asks this question around um, what percentage um, of your success would you say comes from luck mm -hmm. and what percentage comes from hard work, intelligence, so forth. Interesting. So I'm rating my own intelligence, huh? Or um, hard work. Or we'll rate it for you. <laughs> work ethic. Um, it just I'm, luck. I'm kidding. I've listened to the podcast many times. I love Guy Raz. Actually, this morning I was listening to the podcast on Tom's. Um, and oh, I've cool. listened to that yeah, one. Yeah, that's a great one. Great one. Um, what that percentage is luck and what percentage is intelligence? Um, I don't know that any of it is intelligence. You know, and I don't know that any of it is necessarily luck. I would say that it is hard work and it's commitment. Mm -hmm. And I don't find myself to be smarter than the next person. But like I said before about problem solving, you have to be able to identify the problem, connect to the people or the resources that can help you solve those problems. And you've got to take that next step. You've got to be willing to keep going. And so I don't know if that's an intelligence thing as much as it is maybe a confidence or an intrinsic motivation thing. Mm -hmm. And I think by doing that, um, I, I found at least that luck kind of finds you. Yeah. That when you – and both, by the way, at work or in a side business – when you can understand what the problem is and connect people to others that can help them solve that, that's really all it is. It's, these are humans roaming the earth in pursuit mm -hmm. of whatever it is that they're happy about. It makes them happy that they're excited about. Um, and so I find that to be uh, a skill in and of itself. Yeah, I have a question because you said happy, and I was thinking about, like I mentioned earlier, um, recipes for fulfillment. And this was something that I heard from uh, an executive at LinkedIn, Mike Gampson, who spoke about the fact that um, – as humans, we can start to discover and understand what keeps us fulfilled. Um, and fulfillment's a little different than sometimes feeling happy, right? You may not be always at 100% happy, mm -hmm. but fulfillment is contentment. Um, so I'm curious for you, like, what keeps you fulfilled? That's a good question. I feel the same way about fulfillment, by the way. I think that happiness is this thing that people talk about, and it's typically a goalpost. You know, if I get this job, I'll be happy, but then you get that job, and what's the next one? Mm -hmm. Or I want to make this much money, and I make that much money, but then there's this next sort of peak to go after. Um, and I think that's a bit of a misnomer because – and by the way, if you listen to anything other than in the arena, there's a TED Talk by a guy named Sean Anker, mm -hmm. and he talks about the happy secret to better work. He talks about fulfillment and the idea that positivity and happiness in the pursuit along the way is actually what drives the results and the success. And so not to think about happiness as a result – of success, but to think about it as something that you aspire to do all throughout. And so I'd say that's my philosophy on it as well. I keep a gratitude journal. Right, we talked about Chipper a little bit. Um, I have found this practice of finding one new thing you're grateful for every day. After a while, it starts to make you really look for new things. And it, mm -hmm. it can be challenging, but it starts to make you see the good in things. 
and I've maybe become a little bit annoyingly positive, you know, seeing the good in a bad situation. But I found that to be um, a way to maintain fulfillment and happiness is kind of see gratitude in the world. Yeah, I used to have this whole like, I got so annoyed and people were like, oh, just be gr- have gratitude, be grateful. And I was like, no, I'm annoyed. <laughs> um, and then I started a gratitude practice also. And I would do like simple things. Like, I'm just grateful that today I could go for a run or like just that I woke up. I mean, it's the basic stuff that you also realize gives you so much gratitude and just enjoying a beautiful day or whatever it is. Um, but something that you said just made me think about uh, Tony Robbins talks about um, things happening to you or for you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even in negative times or in a situation that you're not happy with, if you question why is this happening for me, it's a very different viewpoint. It's a reframing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I heard also fulfillment, happiness that comes from within, right? You mentioned like next job, it'll make me happy. Next vacation will make me happy. I mean, we talk about that a lot, but just knowing that the external surroundings is not what's going to fulfill us inside Mm -hmm. and that it really comes from within. Um, I'm interested in what is one piece of advice you would give to someone just starting out, thinking about starting out, working here, working anywhere? Sure. It's a great question. And I think... My answer to that is really around understanding yourself and what you would like to do in the future, setting goals for yourself. It's not about having the goal and reaching the goal. It's really about identifying what matters to you and taking the time to put that down on paper and allowing that to sort of manifest so that you can make decisions in the context of the things that matter to you. So you, know, you often hear people, you know, new grads saying, you know, what do I want to do with my life or what job should I have? And the truth is, whether you're a college student or you're someone, you know, 15 or 20 years into your career, when you have that conversation with them and you ask them, what is it that you want, you know, three jobs from now or five jobs from now, most people don't know. And it's a hard conversation to have with yourself. It feels almost um, like putting a bookend on your career, but I don't see it that way. I see it more as um, setting a goal that allows you to realize the decisions in front of you in real time and make decisions in the context of your dreams. And so I find it really important to set goals. I find it really important to ask yourself those questions about what you aspire to be or where you aspire to spend time or the people you aspire to spend your time with. And just recognizing that allows you to make really good decisions every day. And in absence of that, we tend to sort of slip into the next job at the path of least resistance Mm -hmm, or we mm -hmm. tend to, you know, stay with the same friends or we tend to stay in the same routines. Mm What's um? Because you you mentioned two things that I'm curious about, and I'm like playing devil's advocate here. If I'm a listener, going, I don't know what my dream is. Like I don't know what I want. Yeah. How do I figure that out? That's a good question. Um, one of the things that we use, we one of the things that I use in my career development conversations with my team here at LinkedIn is this idea of good to great. There's that Venn diagram of what are you really good at, what are you really passionate about, and what is something someone will pay you to do. And so this is cheesy, but actually at LinkedIn, I will write those things down for myself and I will audit the internal job boards to say, like, what will someone pay me to do today that I'm good at that, you know, I can really uh, flex, you know, this new skill or get this new um, this new aspect of myself in. And I don't think a lot of people spend the time to do that. And so if you do and you are able to set a goal for yourself, maybe three to five jobs from now. You can look at that goal and say, what needs to be true a year from now to be on that path? And if that's true, then what needs to be true 90 days from now? Or what can I start today? And how can we create some of that internal inertia? How can I start to make decisions and build the right relationships in the context of what may or may not be my future, but it is something that is directionally aligned with my passions? Mm. 
that's what I took from that, aligned with your passions. And when we're talking about purpose and fulfillment and career, it's kind of blending all of them, and it really starts with who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so final question. Give Uh-oh. us three words that describe your overall experience with having a company as a side hustle or multiple companies. Okay, three words. I've never been asked this question. <laughs> um, the first word that came to mind was fun. Like, I really do enjoy it. I have, good, I have a good time. You talk about spending time on something. Like, I do just have fun. It's awesome. It's it is a little bit liberating. It's cool to create something or put something into the world and see people's reactions. Mm-hmm. It's like you are in control. And I don't know, there's something really um, motivating about that sort of uh, freedom to, to create and to change the world. The last one is hard. I would say challenging. You know, like every day being challenged is a good thing mm-hmm. and challenged in ways that uh, you want to be challenged. That's a that's like a special that's a special gift. I love that. I also want to comment to everyone listening. You can't see Jeff's face, but when he mentioned this moment of his product coming to fruition, it like lit up, and that was such a cool experience to watch because I I imagine so many of you are thinking about that thing you want to create and that experience of it coming to fruition. So I just want to call that out because it's so cool to see For something sure. like that. There are really two moments in that evolution. The first is actually getting the prototype, which like I said was comically bad, but it was such an uplifting <laughs> experience to be like wow, this thing is real. Yeah. Um, the second one was actually seeing it in the world. I was walking down the street and I saw someone wearing it. You know, you wow. have to stop that person. You have to talk to them. Um, it was just an amazing moment. What was that conversation like? Um, he actually didn't speak English, which was very cool in yeah. and of itself. It was yeah. just like I had reached a place in the world that I hadn't considered. Um, we're now, you know, we're over 90 countries with a quarter million units sold. But at that moment, this is maybe four or five years ago, um, I, we just stopped and took a selfie. It was such wow, a fun that's moment. amazing. That's yeah. in the Tom's episode. He talks about that at the airport where the first time that that's he right. saw someone right. wearing the Tom shoes. It's the best. Yeah. So, Jeff, we're going to close out. Uh, but before we do, we'd love for you to share one final thought with everybody listening today who's probably incredibly inspired and thinking about what they want to do next. And we always end on a question. So it could be in a question form um, to let listeners kind of reflect on the conversation today and um, just give them, you know, your your two cents in in the form of a question. Sure. Well, we started with what is a big dream that you have. And so what I would ask all the listeners to do is write that down. And in the next step, think about what's one thing you could do today to set that idea in motion or that dream in motion and start to create some inertia for yourself. Awesome. Awesome. High five. Love it. Love it. Thanks for joining us Thanks, in the guys. arena. And remember to look for us on Go Slash Mindfulness, iTunes, and now Spotify. Have a good day, everyone.